Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Yep. Which former player that started games for the G&G, which I hope you trademarked, then left the Packers, had a better second act in a different uniform? Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. If any of you have any remedies to get rid of just a non-stop runny nose, I will take it. I don't think it's allergies because I've been taking my allergy medicine for a while now. It's probably a cold, but I feel good otherwise. I Benadryl puts me to sleep. If I take Benadryl, I'm out cold. So I can't take Benadryl. It works the best, or I'm just out cold. You make yourself a tissue walrus. Yeah, I've done that. Yes, but I gotta work. Like I'm trying. Like I can't. We're on camera at Jim and Matt and at ESPN Madison. Uh, at home, my wife gets the. You were out. Alex and I talked about how I use tissues. He uses something else of his sleeve. No, he uses something of his significant others uh, to put in there. It seems a bit much. Like if you had a bloody oh, nose, really? if you had a bloody nose, you'd use that more than. But if I have, if I have what you got going on, yeah, tissue walrus. Yeah, I, uh, yes, same. But I tie two of them together. I'm out and about today. I'm out and about today, so I can't really rock that. <laughs> but if you have any, like, I want it to stop is my main point. I want it to be solved because I don't know what to do. Like Sudafed, but I can, then you get, like, Sudafed head, so I don't want that. Again, today I didn't take anything because so I already feel got. like, stuffed up, but it's running or, like, what? No, it just won't stop running. I'm not even stuffed you can up. You breathe out your nose? Yeah, I just, I. it's super annoying to always have your nose, like, feel like it needs to, like, be cleared. So it's 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 obnoxious is what I'm saying. And you already have. Do you believe in like cold head? Like you get foggy when you have a cold. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. I have that, but I'm not. It's worse if you take something. So I'm not taking anything, at least for the show. Maybe I'll take something later. But I would like it just to go away. So if someone could just cure the common cold for me, uh, I'd appreciate it. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Have He's, you had a bowl of chicken noodle soup yet? <laughs> He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. I have not the tacos yesterday. Well, <laughs> no, nobody. It has a cold, and it's like, oh, you should have some tacos. Hey, like, Jimmy, I actually got something for you. Yeah. Uh, so when I was dealing with with some colds or maybe some sniffles with my allergies earlier this year, when when the pollen and the and the mold started getting really high, you really both of you really like what's called grenade gum. Yeah. yeah. It's like really potent. Eat a piece of that during the break. I bet you'll be cleared right out. But it I, worked for me. That's I why. The thing is, he's not stuffed up. Yeah. I was going to suggest yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You sound a little stuffed up. But it's because my nose won't stop running. Like as soon as, like I have no problem. As soon as I clear my nose, it'll be clear. But then it'll fill up immediately. Eat a so piece of grenade gum. I will do my. I will do that during the break. I have it in my drawer here. Uh, super. What would you call that? Not super spicy. Uber mint. Yeah, Uber mint. It's spicy. It's the whitest thing you've ever said. Well, I. It's a little. Sorry. It's more of like a parent joke because <laughs> kids will say anything that they salt. Don't, yeah. Anything that has any sort of flavor, they'll call it spicy. It's like crazy minty. I don't know. Yeah, they don't know. Like they don't necessarily. Kids don't necessarily know what spicy is. So right. if it has flavor, like my kids would probably call garlic spicy because it's just. And they get like Rosie's a little better. And at to it. be fair, like if you lick your fingers after chopping up garlic, like it is kind of spicy. True, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's not, not capsaicin spicy. We're not giving them anything yeah. close to spicy, but a, a little bit of flavoring, and it's this is spicy. You you think your kids can handle any heat at all of any sort? 
Uh, Rosie can a little bit. Yeah. She's had some stuff. It's more of the mental, it doesn't taste how I normally want food to taste. That's kind of the big right. hurdle for them more than anything else. I think I've shared this before, but the, you know why kids love ketchup? Especially like six to it, like... Because it hits like every part of the flavor That's part of it. That's why, everyone, that's why everyone likes ketchup. Usually that and bacon, I think, are the two that hit all the profiles in your tongue. But it's when you're a kid around this evolutionary age of like six to ten... Uh, if you go back to like caveman times or, you know, as we evolved, that it was obviously really bad for you to eat anything that you didn't know exactly what it was. So a flavor to you that was not normal was actually probably dangerous. So your body still, your taste palate still leans towards liking something. So that, like their lizard brain is yes. like, this is comforting. That tastes ketchup, different. Ketchup tastes the same. So ketchup makes everything Taste so is like that I how you wean it. your kids onto food that's different? Is you just slather it in ketchup the first couple times? I think that's always the hope, but then here's what the problem is. You're like my brother who is now puts ketchup on yeah, everything. 38 years old and orders chicken fingers with uh, ketchup. Oh, my God. About, which is fine once in a while, but not as your regular go-to meal. <laughs> it was always like a, uh, a a burn on the on the chef when I worked at Tornado if – the person ordered or asked if they could have like A1 hot or A1 oh, yeah, steak yeah, sauce yeah, yeah, to go with their steak. And there's plenty of people that just like A1. And even if you cook that steak perfectly, they were still going to ask for the A1. But it's like an insult. My wife, we went to Tornado after I had yeah, left. Yeah. And my wife got a steak and just wanted to order A1. And I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that to that poor cook. She's like, what do you mean? He's, I'm like, he is going to get ridiculed. He or she is going to get ridiculed. For how they cooked that steak because you ordered A1. Or uh, it never happened to me, but I have heard of people putting ketchup on their steak, which sounds crazy. Yes. Stroke, uh, have you ever put ketchup on a steak? I have standards, Matt. Okay. Well, you. it's. It, I'm glad you, could, you do. You could call it presidential because a former president definitely has done that. But 844-770-3776, you don't have to try that hard to think about who, who it? it is. George Bush. No. Uh, maybe he did too. Trump? Yeah. Donald really? Trump put ketchup he put on ketchup steak. On literally steak? photos of it. I typed in ketchup on a steak because I feel like Giannis got in trouble or something. Or Chris Weber, I think, once got kicked out of a steakhouse and they wouldn't let him ask for ketchup or A1. That's the story I was Googling, but when I type it in, <laughs> it literally pops up with photos of him uh, ketchup on a steak on the plate. So Wow. Didn't know that. No and, wonder he's not the president anymore. <laughs> 844-770-3776. Is it... A faux pas? Is it wrong to ask for A1 sauce at a steakhouse? Blasphemous. Not just faux pas. It's blasphemous. Should we post it as a, an Iron, Iron Jack poll if question? If you like A1 steak sauce, make yourself a steak at home and use A1 steak sauce. All right. Is it out of bounds to ask for steak sauce at a steakhouse? Just eat a steak. At a steakhouse, 100%. Yeah, 844-770-3776. We'll post that as our if Iron Jack the, poll question. If you get the sizzling sirloin from Applebee's, I don't think it's <laughs> yeah, going to be a big deal right, if you right. get ketchup with it. <laughs> Absol- absolutely. Sauce. Absolutely. But if you're going to like a, one of the wonderful establishments here in Madison, like Ruth's Chris, yep. and you get steak sauce with it, that is rude. You're you know rude. what? I sh- I, don't I'm, be I'm rude. Gonna, I'm going to text uh, our friend Lee during the break and see what he thinks on that. Do your chefs get offended if someone asks for steak sauce? Uh, I used to. I, they have I, don't blame, I don't blame you. Now, <laughs> you also have to like, you have to account for everyone's a little different. Like, well, I don't, my wife, I don't think would ask for anyone at a restaurant, but she, she, we have it at home and we have, like, we get a, what do you call it? A quarter cut. Like, it's pretty good beef. We're getting it, you know, yeah. from a farmer and it, you know, cook up pretty good, but she just, she still likes the taste yeah, of A1. So. 100%. And I get that. 
Our servers actually, when people ask for A1, they would ask, is there anything wrong with the steak? Yeah, I, I, it, because that was the first thing you're you're like, okay, you're covering something up. That's in my opinion what A one is. Well, for. and again, that goes back to my whole the whole condiment it's for like talk bad of steaks. like the whole condiment talk of like ketchup, ranch, whatever. If you're eating something that that is needed for it, is it really that good? That's my whole take on most right. condiments. Is like you should be able to eat it sans extra things. Again, so, again all condiments are better if you make them too. So remember that. Yes, but like. Is it out of bounds? 844-770-3776. I guess we're all in agreement that it is definitely out of bounds to ask for a steak sauce at a restaurant. Yes. I understand you're paying for it and all that, but like, there is a pride factor to it. When I make a good steak at home, like, I at least want my wife to like try. I know she likes A1. I'm like, at least have a couple bites without because I did something a little different. Right. And she's, I mean, if I really pushed it, she would just go without. But like, my oldest knows now, like she won't put ketchup or anything on it when I cut make a steak. My youngest still does, and she'll. My oldest will get on the youngest, but I think that's more just about the oldest likes to pick on the youngest than anything else. Yeah. But because like she'll use ketchup, but she's six, and you just, I wouldn't take her to a steakhouse to begin with. Right. So I she can have ketchup. Waste of money. <laughs> right. Exactly. She gets pretty good steak at home again because she gets the the quarter beef steak. But eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Jeremiah Madison chimes in. You can do whatever you want to the food after I've made it. I made it the right way, but you do you. So there you go. That's uh, one way to look at it. Yeah. It's more of like a point of pride thing as a cook in a steakhouse. I get, I get it. Like You're paying a good chunk of change for steak. You should have it exactly how you want. That's why I'm glad that the servers would ask. And sometimes they'd tell the cook, like, they said the steak was perfect. They just wanted the steak sauce. Educator Adam and Madison chimes in on my question about clearing my nose. Put Vicks just below your nose. Uh, that's definitely one we've done. I've done before. I've done for the kids. I heard there's one about putting Vicks on your feet and then putting socks on. So you know, you can get uh, uh, tissues. I think it's probably Kleenex brand that has Vicks infused really? into the tissue. So I what I did with aloe. that is yeah. I would take that yeah. and then make my tissue wall rest. Yeah, there you go. I've done that, that as well. Oh, I know what goodness. you're talking that about. Was, that was game changer. But I never actually heard the term tissue walrus. I know what you're oh, talking really? about, but I had never I heard that I got before. that from Futurama. I think they say it in Futurama. You it's, get a Futurama tattoo, don't you? I do. I really like that show. It's a great show. I, I, I agree with you. They're, oh, nice. Yes. Uh, seven Leaf Clover. So, um, but... It makes sense. I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said it. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah, or no, uh, Sadler and Madison chimes in, hit the sauna and crush some Dayquil, mix it with Coors Light. <laughs> Sounds like a brilliant idea. <laughs> good night, folks. Yeah. <laughs> or good day. You would, have, you would have one heck of a night coming up. Right. With a little Dayquil right, right, and yeah. Coors Light mix. Yeah. Right, why don't I just you ro- think you got foggy brain now. Yeah, right. Why don't I just robo-trip and call it a night? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll solve everything if I'm passed out. Jeez. Thank you, though, Sadler. 770 I would have no thoughts not the, left. Not I, the fact that your liver would be screaming in agony. <laughs> and my brain cells would be dying off that I would not be able to have thoughts. Your brain cell would be so right. lonely. Oh, man. At Canopy Wealth Management, they take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits a generic mold, and neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach the maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. That's canopy-wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Alex, I have to ask you a question here. And again, I have foggy cold brain. It says here, segment one, hour two... 
mystery topic, which yeah, is, I guess, yeah. what we ended up doing. But was there a mystery topic that I was supposed to do here? That was, I was I, I slotted your shoes thing there, okay. which you brought it up earlier. Okay. I didn't want to spoil it for Matt. That was why I called it a mystery topic with gotcha. your name on it. Well, yeah. we, we went with a mystery topic anyways. Your mic's I love that my show sheet's got, like... Little like built-in Easter eggs just for me <laughs> to like discover. Hey, it's funny you say that because we're going to talk about Easter eggs next. I'm throwing stones, Rutledge and Hamilton. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Miss Polly said, "Come on over tonight." You told me. I referenced it before the break about Chris Webber getting a little bit of a kerfuffle. I wouldn't say a kerfuffle, but there was a little controversy at a steakhouse. So the this is a story from a couple years ago. The former NBA All-Star got into it with the staff at a high-end steakhouse over whether he should get to put condiment on his steak, like A1 sauce. The restaurant informed Weber that they did not carry the steak sauce, nor would they, and I was asking about this one, whip anything up like that for him. They told him, tough cookies. Yeah. You could probably make something. I mean, it's not, like, super easy to just whip up steak sauce. I can't imagine. True, but it's Chris Weber. Like, he has millions yeah. of dollars. He probably could tip. And yeah, no, I'm off. sure a chef could come up with something. So basically, I could have. I would just make a different sauce for it. Well, right. I mean, have, so basically, Weber handled it. I think well. I think the steak sauce, the steak place, like they're, they got. Go. Here's the thing: at the end of the day, you're still in the service industry and you're a business. And if someone asks for something, you should be as accommodating as possible, especially when they're millionaires. Right. <laughs> so what Weber did was he put he asked for the steak in a to-go container, waited for his wife to finish eating, took it home, made himself a steak sandwich, put all the steak sauce on it he wanted. Right. And that was that. And so like, I think he handled it well. I think the steak place handled it poorly. Like, right. You gotta have like. Let it go. I get it. But and, like, and I'm not even saying that they're they should be required to have a one sauce. If you don't have it, you don't have it. Right. And I don't know how much. Like I don't know this story, so I don't know if it was like overblown about how everyone handled it in particular. It wasn't. I mean, he wasn't burying them either. He no, just was on ESPN Radio. They asked him about, and it kind of popped up. But he wasn't mad at. The, I mean. He said, "Look, they're not going to do it for me. I'm just going to take it home, and I'm sure, yeah. like, I'm sure he left a good tip and just went home with this. And it was fine. I think everyone right. handled it fine. The steakhouse a little hoity-toity, but yeah. it is what it is. And here was his final quote on it when he someone followed up with him on Twitter: Hamburger needs ketchup, steak needs steak sauce. I'm not European. I love sauce. He goes, if I own a coffee shop, what am I not going to serve cream and sugar? Which I think is a great point to this. Right. That eat it how you like it." Exactly, and coffee places can make really great coffee that they think they've made a great cup of coffee that doesn't need any of that, but they still will allow you to put cream and sugar on there. Yeah, I will be honest. When I first got into like coffee roasting, it it like bothered me when I made coffee for friends. Yeah, and I knew and I found out that they were putting like cream and sugar in it. And I don't do that because at first I was like, no, this is such good coffee; it does not need any of it. And now I'm starting. I've realized now it's like just. Do it makes you happy. Exactly. And, and At the end of the day, just do it makes you happy. Doesn't matter. Jim, you don't like mustard, yellow mustard. I think that's wrong. I think there's a perfectly good time and place for yellow mustard, but well, it's you not gave, for me to tell you that it's good and you're wrong. You gave me a tip, though. 
And I, I will use it the next oh, time I burgers. Next, to, uh, to do it to use it as part of like a. To hold the burger together. It's good as a binder. It's it's fantastic to hold like seasoning on. So if you ever do yes. like a smoke, like yeah. I've heard of people using, I've heard of mayo before, but I've definitely heard of rubbing down like a brisket with yellow mustard and then you put your like brisket seasoning all over That it. makes sense because Carolina mustard with brisket is amazing, especially from our friends in North and South Sea for the smokehouse. So you've given me a tip out of it. I learned yeah. from it. Yeah. So now I got a little, now I'll figure out another so way to use yellow mustard. So maybe have some more times and places for right. it in the Rutledge household, right. but- I, I, I can say for certain it's not going to make it onto a white bread bologna sandwich. Yes, exactly. Let's <laughs> With throw American some, cheese. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to Redo. put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. No, 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 this no, is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro no, Kia of Madison, no, no, Madison's no, trusted Kia yes. dealership. Let's get into it. Uh, Jim, I, I should give you a heads up, though. Right before the segment, Matt got in my ear uh-huh. and said, you look really handsome back there today. Oh. 9.7 <laughs> out of 10. So I think he's trying to butter me up. Your thoughts. You're, you're welcome to call me handsome as well if you'd like. Uh, you're not only handsome, you're super smart. The Adam at Madison Thank you. really <laughs> wants us to talk twice now today. At 202, he sent this text, and he just sent it again. Off topic. But is anyone else going to be super upset if Joe Barry doesn't unchange Jair and let him shadow Devontae when they play the Raiders? <laughs> we talked about that last week a little bit. Um, yeah, I would be upset. I want to see those two go head-to-head the whole game. There you go, Adam. He brought it up twice during the show. Hey, I mean, if that's so, what's bugging him on May 17th, there's worse things to be bugged about. There's an honorary stone that we threw there for Adam. So there you go. Yeah, I'm here for it, too. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm yeah, with, I'm with Adam. you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that, that'd be one of the best battles all season, positional battles uh, the Packers will stay on their schedule all season so I'm with them on that as we were talking a little Devontae earlier all right uh, let's start here I, I believe Jimmy sent this to me so correct me if I'm wrong but I believe it was Bill Barnwell who wrote the article on ESPN.com about moves he would like to see NFL teams make this offseason yet and a movie ad for the Packers was signing veteran quarterback Carson Wentz <laughs> Matt I'll start with you would you be for or against this for the Packers Honestly, at this point, I think I'm against it. Um, Carson Wentz probably wouldn't command a super high like dollar amount that you need to get him for, but you're already kind of in this like let's go with the youngsters rebuild mode. Like worst case scenario is Jordan Love goes down and you have a rookie that you drafted this year to jump in his place and get some reps. Like you don't know what you have in Clifford, you don't know what you have in Love, so like. Trying to get some like safety blanket for a season that you're already kind of chalking up to. If we make the playoffs, that's a win. Why, like, why waste your money? Save it for something else. For a uh, weapon for love. They're not spending that money on anything because this team is not truly serious about winning. If they were, they would sign someone like Carson Wentz. You can't roll out. And maybe they know more than everyone else does. But so far, Jordan Love has not proven he's been a, a great quarterback. The other guy that Goody loved, Drew Locke, crap. And the thing that Sean Clifford universally viewed as like the 24th rated quarterback in this draft by every single draft thing out there was viewed as an undrafted QB. To have him as your backup is negligence. But I would say it like this. Not bringing in a veteran makes me believe that they don't fully believe in Jordan Love because they don't want any calling for any other quarterback. Because if Jordan Love stinks this year and Sean, Sean Clifford, is that right? Yeah. If he's their backup, nobody's calling for him. 
Wow. Carson Wentz is the backup. I disagree. You're, you're, I don't you're think two, anyone's calling for Carson, you're, but I see what you're, you're saying. Two and, you're two and four, and Jordan Love's the biggest reason why you lost those games. You don't want to go. Or you're six and eight. And Jordan, Bring in the big red dog. And Jordan, and Jordan loves the reason why you're 6-8, and eight, <laughs> because he's just not doing it. I disagree with a lot of what Jim said, but strong take. So you lead the way after one question. Well done. All right. Uh, but, Matt, I'm with you. I, I don't think they should bring him in. Okay. But I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. doesn't mean they're serious about winning. All right, let's move on. Uh, Matt, well done yesterday on the show. Thank you. You, Thank you, you. named two teams that you would like to see win the NBA draft lottery. In the San Antonio Spurs get it done, which means we're going to likely see, unless for some reason they don't take him or they trade the pick, we're going to see Greg Popovich's last couple of years coaching one of the best prospects in the last 20 years, Victor Wenbinyama. Jim, good fit for Wenbinyama. Is that exciting to see him in San Antonio? So they've uh, coached, what, Boris Diaw from France, Tony Parker from France, uh, Milo Ginobili from Argentina, even Tim Duncan from the Virgin Islands. So they do have a great history of developing really great players. But forget the, the foreign-born side of it. Kawhi Leonard was there. Uh, Tim Duncan, uh, Ginobili, obviously Parker. Uh, they've developed a lot of players. Uh, Murray, DeWan- the Murray with the uh, Atlanta Hawks was a player. Robinson. David Robinson. David yeah. Robinson, that was pre-pop. But, yes, I mean, right, okay. they've developed a lot of players under Popovich. I would imagine that I think Pop is one of the best coaches in the history of the NBA. I think this is a perfect spot for Victor. I'm excited to see what happens there. I'm excited to see San Antonio, who I believe through all these trades they've been doing the last few years, have a lot of first-round picks over the next few years too. So they're positioned well. They've made some nice picks prior. They're positioned well to make a jump in a couple years, and I would love to see them back because in my lifetime, since the Bulls, it's been, I guess, the Lakers for a little bit with Kobe, San Antonio and the Warriors is the most dominant team since the Bulls. Yeah. Now, the last team to do a three-peat was the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. Three-peat's where it's at. That's where true champions are forged, but not everyone can do that. you got to go back to Kobe for that. Yeah. Seven years with Pop for David Robinson, by the way, but seven years prior without him. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah I think this is a great spot. Like I said yesterday, they're great at de- the Spurs themselves are great at developing uh, foreign talent. So uh, I think Wibinyama being one of the – best prospects we've seen since LeBron James. It's pretty exciting to uh, have be you know get to experience uh, NBA coming up and what this kid is going to be able to unfold as. Is he going to be everything he's hyped up to be or is he going to fall a little short of expectation and still be a great player? Like it's it's all really fun stuff. Three bonus points for getting that right yesterday. Nicely done. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> I'm actually keeping track of points today, which I rarely do. So what? You rarely do that? You didn't know that? No, I thought it was. Oh, like I just a, hit the button a lot. I thought it was a structured game. No, seven to five right now. All right, Jim. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, the Badgers once again announced uh, there's about a hundred days until their football season. So all over the state, they're doing a scavenger hunt for tickets and autographed items and other things, uh, like they did last year. And yesterday, I was playing bar league volleyball where they have laser tag. So I'm curious, uh, those are two things that sound still very appealing to me as an adult. The scavenger hunt and laser tag. Which would you rather participate in as an adult? I would go with laser tag. I don't like the escape rooms, so like, I don't need the, I don't like this false premise of needing to like find something or <laughs> like why am I creating just weird obstacles for myself? Like can you just tell me where it is? But I do like <laughs> The laser tag part of it. I do think that's really fun. I think paint, I would put paintball in front of laser tag. 
Mainly because the last time I played laser tag, it's just still very hit or miss. It seems like maybe a higher end place has better laser tag, but when you shoot, like, are you actually hitting someone? It seems very arbitrary, but maybe that's because I think the last place I played it was like up in the Dells. So a place I would Madison go, that I would has go laser like tag. A CO2 cartridge so you can feel recoil. Oh, very cool. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, laser tag. Um,. I do really enjoy laser tag, but for the most part, laser tag is is kind of booty. Like you were saying, Jim, like unless they have some sort of gimmick to make it feel a little bit more realistic. That's why I'm going to go scavenger hunt. Something you can do with your friends. I've done like kind of a statewide one where we sent like one car to a one part of the state, southern part of the state. I went to another part, southern part of the state for where we thought these clues might be. It was like a geocache scavenger hunt kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of that, but yeah, it was like you had to go to different spots throughout the state. There was stuff. Can I ask a question? Hidden. Anyone yeah. playing have children? Huh? Anyone playing this game have children? Yeah, my my. It was it was actually a team bonding thing. The first year I played with one of these uh, guys from our men's team. Yeah, he had newborns then too. Oh my god, what a waste of his time. Yeah, maybe. It sounds horrendous. To drive seventeen-year-old Matt around southern Wisconsin to try and find like. Highway X. First of all, you said two things I hate. Team building and then scavenger hunts. I was never more miserable yeah. than when I had to do a team building well, exercise here really at ESPN we were Madison. Spend traveling like months and on the road. We had to do an escape room. All right, we're out you of don't time. Like escape rooms? God. No, nah, I, I agree. I so don't. stupid. Not a big fan. Oh, I like escape rooms. All right, we should go. I've only gone once, but I didn't love my time there. But it may have been the group I was with. We're just going to be standing around a mask and be like, Uber, let's kick All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I have you guys tied. We're I have you, trapped. Zone. I, 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 Nuclear I, war coming. I have you both at eight points, and we're out of time. So we're going to do this as a tiebreaker. Today is a national state day, one of the states. It's their national day. Each of you name a state, whoever's geographically closer you win. Oh, wow. I'm going to go with Kentucky. Okay. Matt? Okay. If Jim goes with Kentucky, I can take anything to the south with Tennessee and basically anything to the west. So I'm going to go Tennessee. I don't know the answer of which one's geographically closer <laughs> to Idaho. I think Kentucky would be. So Jim what? is your winner. Am I wrong? I, well, hey, you're the one. I, I want Tennessee because I think I get closer west. He's the, he's the arbiter. If he has Idaho's porn. North. Yes. It is north of it. Well, yeah, it's northwest. I'm going to look it up. But we'll if I'm up. north of you, I got it. I got the win. You're the loser. This is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Jim is right. If the Packers have any success this year, it will be a pleasant surprise to the front office. Would you turn on your microphone? I think it would, too. And that's Crush, the Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Uh, presented by Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Alex Strope with us as well. I said this earlier, Carson Wentz. So, 844 so you would prefer no veteran backup? Yeah. Because we're, we're already – here's the thing. If Jordan so you don't want to win. Worst case – well, it's not necessarily that I don't want to win. I do think Jordan Love is capable of a handful of wins, if not more. But a lot of quarterbacks – I mean – No, so what I'm getting at, Jim, if he gets hurt and then we go out and we're terrible because we have Sean Clifford playing, 
that's still that's still going to benefit us in the future with a better draft pick. Counterpoint: How in God's name does that benefit Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson or Torre or uh, Reed from Michigan State? I guess two that's a good point. Drafted? Like those guys probably don't develop as well. Do you with Sean do Clifford? you owe anything to Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? Because you're not serious about winning if you're rolling out Sean Clifford. Yeah, but like, are you serious about winning with? Rolling out Jordan Love with Carson Wentz as your backup? Like, you're still not serious about winning. You're at least serious about having a guy that can do exactly what you think you're hoping can do exactly what you think. If your season went better than expected, and let's say you're, let's say you're 500 halfway through and Jordan Love misses four games, you are done. Probably 0 and 4, Sean Clifford comes in. Carson Wentz gets you maybe 2 and 2, and now you're still in it when you go back to Jordan Love. It's the same idea of not bringing back Mason Crosby tells me the Packers are not serious about winning. Will they, they're not actively trying to tank, but they're not taking steps to win football games. Teams that want to win football games have a capable backup quarterback. The Packers had that the last few years with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. You can at least sell yourself on a first-round pick should be capable of playing if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Right. Mason Crosby, if you're trying to win games – with a young QB who's likely, most likely to struggle putting the ball in the end zone because that's the toughest thing to do inside you know, that red, zone, red zone area yeah, or yeah. even 30 yards in. So now you've got a kicker that you can rely on from 45 in. Basically, Crosby's one of the best to ever do it well, 45 in. 35 in. No, 40. Come well, on. Because 45, 45 in, puts you at a 55-yard field goal. I'm talking 45-yard field goal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, 45-yard field goal in. Then Yeah, he's automatic. So that's, those are points, and if you're trying to eke out games, if you believe your defense and running game can eke out wins for you while Jordan Loves develops, you need Mason Crosby. And if you think that you have a chance to win a division, you should have a capable backup QB. Now, if you don't want Carson Wentz, that's fine. But to not want a veteran, that's telling me if Love goes down, your season's done, and you don't care. And that honestly, if Love goes down, I'm, I'm fine with this season being a draft pick season. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Do you want a veteran to back up Jordan Love? Because it also tells me if you have a guy, and I know Carson Wentz doesn't get people super excited, but if you had a guy like Carson Wentz or even Matt Ryan, I don't know. Matt went into the booth, but he has not officially retired. Studio, studio. I don't think he's going to be like Greg Olson. I think he's going to be like a studio person. I, that's my understanding. I could be wrong though. You know, sometimes you correct me. This little part is. Wildly insignificant. Booth well, studio. In the booth. Okay. Got it? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing is you chimed in with like, I am like 70% sure you're wrong. I'm, <laughs> I'm not That's totally true. sure you're wrong. 70%. <laughs> I think it's a studio analyst. Did it not? It's insignificant. <laughs> I just want to be factually accurate on this yeah. program. That's yeah. that's literally I mean, my job to be factually accurate. Name. That's why that's why I corrected you when you called Mike White Zach White and earlier. And that one's fine. I like it's being factually correct. Yeah, it's not annoying at all. It, that part is fine. This one is stupid. The name one that's hey, his name. We can't be this fake one. news, Jim. We got we we don't want misinformation on this program. He just derailed it for. He makes a good point. Thank you, Matt. Derailed it for pointless <laughs> information. You say. Regardless, do you want a veteran? No. So you're you'd prefer either win with Jordan Love or lose without him. Yes. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I think that's what the Packers. And are that's saying. purely for the draft pick because I even if I do believe in Love, 
There's no reason to go ahead and get a veteran because if he does go down, I can get pieces to put around him at better draft spots. Or I can move back from that better draft spot and get more picks to put more pieces around him. So if Love goes down, it's going to be one of those blessings in disguise if he is still... If he was able to show you what he's capable of and you can make a comfortable decision, I want to go with Jordan Love next year or we don't want to go on, we need to move on. If you can get to that conclusion before Jordan Love goes down, it could be the best thing for the Packers. It could be. The Packers clearly don't want to have any QB controversy as well. I think the second they know what Jordan Love is, they should heavily consider before what the best route is. Alex sabotaged me with his pointless information. What I was trying to get at was, if the Packers don't sign a veteran, I really think part of their motivation is they don't want any calls for anyone else to play. Because nobody's calling for Sean Clifford. Do you know how bad Jordan Love would have to be for you to call for Sean Clifford? <laughs> so, everyone loves the backup quarterback unless it's Sean Clifford. Like you are, that's the best thing the Packers have done because they've Until already Sean Clifford does something crazy in preseason. They've already screwed Jordan Love over by giving him no like true veteran weapons. You can't right. call Watson and Dobbs veterans, veterans. right? And tight end doesn't have it either, so they've already screwed him over like that. They've All already, he's got is Aaron Jones. As a they've veteran. already screwed, but as far as a guy to, to have open yeah. as it, yeah, Aaron Jones. That's it. And he's more. You're still going to hand the ball off to him mostly, and right. then you look at the. Um, Look at the rest of it here for the Packers. They don't have uh, all of his contract is tied to w- wins in his performance. So they're like, go out, win us a bunch of games, and put up a bunch of stats, and we'll pay you. But we're not going to do anything for you to win yeah. these games or apply veterans yeah. to help you put up more numbers. That's not going to happen. But go ahead and do it. Have a be one of one, and you'll get decent maybe quarterback pay. Saying, maybe they're saying either you can put the team on your back and get the wins and get this bonus, or you're going to prove to us, it's or you're going to prove to us that you're a capable player, and we can put players that around you after for the fact. Jordan Love is so like it screws him this so hard. This contract was, we don't know what you are. Right. We're sorry, but we he has to be when you when truly we did. amazing to get that money. And it's only two million dollars more than the original guaranteed money. Now they weren't going to give him the guaranteed money, obviously, but like the incentives are like, well, we were going to guarantee you twenty twenty point five million if we picked a fifth year option. But here's what we're going to do. We'll pay you $13 million guaranteed, and then if you ball out like unprecedented we haven't seen here uh, out of a guy this young, because uh, Aaron Rodgers went 6-10 his first year starter, we'll, uh, we'll give you $22.5 million. I mean, this was Jordan Love being a, a, a victim of situation. He kind of got screwed over by the Packers uh, in the way he got drafted and when he got drafted. COVID didn't help anything, and that contract was the Packers essentially saying, hey, we screwed up. Here's some guaranteed money. This is essentially our fifth-year option for you, and this is our way of covering our butts, but also giving you a chance to potentially do a little bit better than that fifth-year option. I I know it's a, crazy. Literally a little bit better. A little bit. I mean. All you got to do is to get all this money, uh, to a, to a, win an MVP, and go to the Super Bowl. That's it, man, and it will give you two point five more million than we were going to. Two point five million is a lot of money. Rip and Rona chimes in. I'm going to disagree with you on this. Everyone loves the backup QB. It's such a Bears thing to say. I've never felt that way. It is an NFL thing to say. Unless you have Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, like unless you have one of the elites, everyone loves the backup quarterback. That is it. Even and with Rodgers, everybody, everybody was- loved Tim Boyle. Everybody loved Matt Flynn. 
Uh, I think especially people at the wanted beginning. People wanted Chase Wolf last year with the Badgers. People loved Kurt, uh, Kurt Ben Kurt, of course. Yeah. People loved Brett Hundley. I mean, I've told this story a million times. When I worked in the Lids at Bay Park Square Mall in Green Bay, the Shopco, when those still existed, had a bunch of Brett Hundley jerseys for sale constantly right after he was drafted out of UCLA. So I... I, I think you're right, right? Like, you have Rodgers, so you don't want to see the backup quarterback necessarily. Yeah. But um, but it's you a, still love him. I mean, it's a football saying, though, too. Doug Peterson. Right, it's a right? football saying. Like, in Wisconsin, like, Graham Marks, people are calling for Chase Wolf. And anyone but the quarterback. It's not a Chicago thing. There's plenty of reasons to dunk on the Bears. This is an NFL saying. And a, 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 a college football saying, too. If your quarterback ain't getting it done... I guarantee people are start asking about Locke, the Badgers' backup quarterback, if Mordecai doesn't start getting it done for the Badgers this year. I promise you. Yeah. I, I guarantee it. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Cruise Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Until you toe-to-toe, I should be scared saying I have the flu, but this is kind of like I need to be carried off maybe a little bit like uh, Hamilton's my Scotty Pippen to Michael Jordan as I'm suffering through this uh, head cold right now. Hey, Matt, we're doing a radio show currently, so if you want to turn on your actual mic and put on your headset, that'd be a great way. What are we doing here? I was just letting you run because you're having you like weren't your even Michael in the Jordan room. flu game. What are you talking about? The, the bump started and you walked out. It was just a quick second. I had to take care of something. What did you have to take care of? I had to kick a ball. <laughs> there was a ball on the ground that needed kicking. I'm here now. Hey, but you won't be tomorrow or Friday <laughs> or Monday or Tuesday. I'm glad I let people know about it. Yeah, really advanced on that one. Yeah. Well, you know, you knew about it. You were aware. I am aware. But uh, he I, also doesn't make the schedule. Yeah, I don't make schedule. Is making the schedule make you the boss? No, I, I I actually said that yesterday. Who is the boss of Matt Hamilton? Tom. Matt Hamilton. Tom. And Jen. Jen, Jen. Hamilton, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jen Hamilton is the answer and maybe the only answer. Yeah, I might go with Jen. What about you? Where do you rank on that list? He's still pretty high up. Where do, I, up where do I rank on that list? Below me. I'm like your boss. Nah, that ain't true at all. <laughs> what? Jim's much more my boss than you are. Oh, I agree with that. For sure. I think of Jim more like my boss than... I'd like to just have an ambiguous nature here. Like, that's how I like to operate. I'll just come and go as I please. We'll do the radio show, and I'll do my other thing, and then... See, that's what I try to do. Yeah. yeah Clearly. But not a good jo- you do not do a good job of communicating that. Unlike Jim. Wrong. Jim is a better communicator than you are. This is like the first time in this year Matt, that I haven't given you a Matt, proper Incorrect. Up. Have you told Jesse, or is it on me? Because I believe uh, I'm sending an email after the show. We're out Friday, June 2nd. You know that, right? Yeah, but that was on you. Where are you going to be? on me. We're golfing with a, a friend of show. And so we set up a Scalzo's coming with us. We're all going to golf. And I don't feel confident we'll be done in time. So it would be better to have someone fill in. So yeah. I'm going to email Jesse and tell him. But I'm guessing I have to tell him for Matt yes, as well. Yes, that would be so, great. So if I've got to do the show that day by myself, or can I come? 
Uh, no, you're not invited. Scalzo, take your spot. After eight total whiffs, you're not, it's gonna you're gonna have to. We're at a country club. Yeah, you're gonna have to improve your game a little bit more before you get invited. So I have to figure out if there's a dress code. My volleyball team. A country club with. in the North Shore. The North Shore of Wisconsin. How far is the North Shore? It's in Milwaukee. That's where I grew up. Mequon, Cedarburg. Oh, nice. Yeah, area. So it's a little fancy. Ah. Yeah. My volleyball team I play with on Tuesday nights, bunch of big golfers, unlike me. Uh-huh. One of them happened to see the video on Twitter. Uh-huh. So that was the talk of last night. Well, and of course. Well, go, it was brutal. Go on. Uh, well, I showed them all the unfiltered version of that video. Okay. And they were all very complimentary of Matt's coaching ability. Um, as he was being very kind. Way, they, they all said the same thing. He's being way nicer than I would have been. Matt is very kind on the golf course. He really is. He really is. And they were all like, after three, we're done. You're, you're getting back in the cart. Did you explain eight. to them that you did it again? No. Why would I do that? I actually told them I golfed pretty well for my standards outside of that. I mean, <laughs> other, other than, than that, that Mrs. one <laughs> other time, yeah. Fun. You're right. You I, did do fine after you got through that two, those two phases of the yips. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I mean, Do you want to go golfing with... What is worse, the yips that he had or almost maiming a human being at uh, X-Golf? Okay, you're dramatic about that one, too. Oh, maiming somebody. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Putting someone else's life in danger is always going to be worse than just missing the ball. 844-770-3776, which is more of a wild story from Alex Strofe, missing a combined probably 16... Oh, that's, that's not real. Well, it's eight first and at least five or six on the second. It's so. four. The favorite part on the second one, if we gave like a retroactive play-by-play, is a par three, uh, hole number three at University Ridge. And Alex Strofe went out there. This is after he had the, the big misses. Went out there and whiffed, we'll say six times conservatively. But after like one or two, you stepped in. And then two more, our friend Steve checked in. And then when Alex finally hit it, it literally boop, boop, boop off yeah. the tee. Like, like you literally made it off the box. Right. Like, Probably went about four inches. Legendary. Sometimes that's enough, sometimes it's not. This has been Rutledge <laughs> Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Scalzo and Bruss to tell you all about it next. See ya!